Have a sick tree? Give the tree docs a call. We specialize in trees, disease management, and tree moving. Ruland Nurseries Tree Care, serving Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. Call us at 712-580-4868 or search Ruland Nurseries Incorporated on Facebook. The Cleveland Indians are having a good season. The Pocahontas area Indians will not win this game. Okay. These are terrible. These are just awful. You got to be diversified. We're diversified here on the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Diversified. Man, this is. Don't ask me about hockey. I got no idea. You're tuned to the SDR Triple Option Podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Our local voices will run you through the football weekend ahead and get you ready for everything between the hash marks. This week, the guys talk Tiger scrimmage with Coach Ty, preview Spencer's Spirit Lake, and talk a little NFL fantasy. So sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Randy Cothran here with you, joined by Nate Shaughnessy. That's right, Triple Option, just guys being dudes, being fellas, being bros. You heard it from Nate, and of course, TJ Murphy. Randy, we made episode two. I, I did not think we'd have that. I didn't think that would happen, and anyone who didn't think we'd make it, <laughs> back and better than ever. That's right. Good. In your face, Milwaukee! Those, How many segments? How those, many segments? 99 <laughs> more after this one. Like, all right. Well, it's good. We want the listeners to know what they have to look forward to out there. And great news, everybody. Our producer said we should do longer segments. So if that entices you to listen more, you're welcome. More. More, more, more. More, more is more. better. More is better. Sunday. Before we got started today, we were having a discussion about perhaps greatest uh, football movies or football sequences in movies, perhaps. the uh, but, And I, I still bank on this day. Sure, you've got your Remember the Titans and... And uh, all of those, uh, what was this, uh, Sunday morning, every... Any given Sunday? Any given Sunday, whatever it was. eye pops out? Yep. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But nothing nothing tops Wedding Crashers. Big tree, fall hard. How many fingers? <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Hot route. Hot route. What does that mean? Just go to the other side. Or how about, do you remember the time Bob Boucher came back and, and my dog's on a bourbon bowl, do you? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> the water boy, Farmer, come on. Farmer Fran, Farmer Fran had, like, I mean, you nailed it too close. Huh? That was awesome. He's out here pulling on his nipple rings. It's very strange in the podcast studio, everyone. Okay, just Farmer Fran, have the defense run, run sprints. <laughs> All right, special teams. Oh, damn it. I'm hoping, I am hoping everybody knows what we're talking about. That, that was for the water boy, for those of you not familiar with the Andy or, uh, Adam Sandler collection of films. Uh, one of his earlier triumphs, uh, The Water Boy, which was set in, I was at East Louisiana State or something. I don't know. Uh, where. Uh, the SCLSU Mud Dogs. Is that what it was? Who was their, well, the Fonz was their coach, but who was he in the, right. what, what was his name? It was the Fonz, it was the coach, Henry Winkler. What uh, was his name? Roy Orbison. Roy, no, it was, I don't think, Mr. Conway Twitty. No, it was it's, not he's that. He's got a Roy Orbison tattoo on his oh, butt. That's not on the left field. Don't give me that. Mr. Coach Klein, where are you going? I'm going to get a hot pretzel. What mama don't know, don't hurt. That's all I'm saying. And then, of course, uh, Burt Reynolds' uh, buddy from uh, Smokey and the Bandit was the uh, evil coach. Uh, Jerry Reed, I think uh, is his name. Uh, yeah, Jerry uh, Reed. No, that's not Burt Reynolds, isn't it? No, it wasn't Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds' buddy. No, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is the other Sandler movie. Uh, where he went to prison, Longest Yard. He played right. the coach. Yes. No, no, no. Jerry well, Reed. Jerry Reed was uh, if you know, old movie fan, Smokey and the Bandit. Jerry Reed was the truck driver. It was Burt Reynolds' partner. They were running the. Spoiler alert. Yep. Never yep. watched Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Come sorry. on, man. I'm sorry, man. It's probably before you were born. I was born in '91. I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo what Nate said. Never seen it. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. A little Smokey is. All right. Sorry, man. His any mustache other, is any, not crooked. Any other great? Uh, any other great <laughs> football movies you guys want to? Uh, I think I'm good. Mm. Good for now. Yeah, we can we'll talk about like real, <laughs> move along, real football. Real well, we got we oh, got Bobby a... Boucher. That's real football. <laughs> you know, I watched that movie the other day, and I was like, "What would he actually be like as an NFL prospect?" And I want to know what Adam Sandler's like height and weight was at the time. He's like 5'10", 185. That dude's not going pro. I don't care if he has 19 sacks in a game. He's not going to make it. In the yeah, next but level. 
when he pictures everyone making him mad, you become 6'5", 240, just like that wait, running a 4'4", four four easily. Wait, is that the water boy's secret? Oh, success? yeah. Water sucks. Oh, it gosh. really, really sucks. I thought those were just strange dream sequences. I got so confused during the movie. Perhaps, um, perhaps that's the secret for the Tigers this year, if they could just get really mad at everybody on the other side of the ball. We actually got to, we actually got to see the Tigers in a little bit of action. It was a little light football action compared to what you normally see on a Friday night because I think the two coaches kind of told the players, let's go a little easy here. We don't want anybody uh, getting injured in the game. But uh, the scrimmage on Friday night, the two teams getting together for a Gatorade scrimmage, that's a little unique, uh, unusual, uh, to have two opposing teams actually square off in a scrimmage. But it was uh, great fun to get out there and watch them. I'll tell you what, uh, initial impressions hardly looked pretty good. I mean, I really thought for for a, for a smaller school, they have great numbers mm-hmm. and some big kids on that team. I thought they did very, very well. Other side of the ball, Tigers, I thought, looked very, very strong. Uh, took them a little while to get their wheels going, but, boy, once they did, they looked really good. Sorry, Spirit Lake, you will not be as lucky as Hartley Melvin Sandberg was last Friday. The purple and gold coming to hunt you, coming to smash you in the mouth, just saying. Yeah, they're, they're raring to actually do some real hitting now. That was that was a it little was frustrating. Taste. It's frustrating. Like I was down on the sideline, and it was like the first tackle started happening. Like, Ugh. I did like when they would throw to the so, guys. So close. They would accidentally tackle guys to the ground. It was pure accident. It was kind of nice though <laughs> to see some grass stains out there going and whatnot. But I think both offenses look good, as you said. Randy Spencer's run offense got off to a little bit of a shaky start, but could have been because they didn't really know how hard to hit, how yeah. hard to go. That's what it, I think. The line just wasn't firing quite like they needed to. I don't think really either side was. Once they got it figured out though, the triple option looked good. Those handoffs, the B back, the A and C pitches, you know, everything looked good. Life sure was a pitch in that game. Oh! Oh! Ah! Murphy dropped it it. first. (laughs) first That's frustrating. That's sad because I know that's what you've been able to drop. That is my tagline of life's a pitch. And Murph just stole it from me. I I, I had to. I'm sorry. I wanted to be a little more smooth than that. (laughs) Sorry about that. So, Well, while Nate gets a tissue, let's hear from uh, Coach Ty. He had some good takeaway impressions from the scrimmage as well. Uh, we're, it was it was very uh, positive. I mean, uh, we came out of it healthy. Uh, we didn't hit a lot because we had a lot of restrictions as far as I mean, Coach Horky and I both said we wanted to keep everybody healthy, so we a lot did of it. quick whistles. Yeah, we call yeah. it hard thud. You know, yeah. where we hit up. And I thought early on we were being a little too cautious. You know, so we told them our guys to go up and hit them. You know, chest to chest, grab them, and then just don't go to the ground. And and uh, I thought it was better after the first series, but. Uh, no, I thought it was very constructive, and you know we were able to find out some things we do well, some things maybe we need to improve on, and that I think you get a lot more out of it than when you go against yourselves, the same kids they see day after day, and and we're going against their ones, which are going to be, uh, you know, at a school that's smaller like that, their ones aren't that far below our ones. It's just that they don't have as much depth as us because they just have as many kids. But um, you know, I thought it was. It was overall a very positive night. I think it might have gotten a little bit long for some people, but at the same time, we weren't trying. To be, we weren't there for the entertainment factor. We were there for. We wanted to get a lot of kids reps. We had three different groups get a lot of reps. The the first group, I think, got 48 reps, whether it be you know offense and defense combined. The second group, uh, right around there, maybe more like 40, and then the JV group got quite a few. So I think they had uh, probably. Uh, more like 40, I think, something like that. So um, it was good. So Coach Tig, uh, certainly uh, he had a little bit more of an eagle's eye view than we did on what was going on down there, and he knew what he was looking for. But uh, I think health was key, keeping everybody right. healthy before going into the first week. But uh, I, I tend to agree with him. I think it, it went well, uh, I, you know, as, as well as can be expected in an environment where you're telling the guys to go at probably – Oh, two-thirds speed, you know, something like that, so that they're making the contact, but you're not getting a lot of the real popping out there uh, that you're going to get on a Friday night game. Yeah, initial pop, it's about all you want to do. My question is, I saw a lot of that passing game. We were, all three of us, very impressed by that. How deep do you actually think they went in the playbook? You know, I mean, did they look pretty basic to me, be back, you know, dives and, you know, just simple pitches. How deep do you think they went, especially with the pass plays, too? I wonder about that. Well, I don't know. Do you, do you think any of them were run pass options by any chance? I feel like that Chase Huff uh, deep post to Sam Baker when Sam dogged it at the end, calling you out, Sam didn't didn't score a touchdown. Should have. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that might have been an option play. I, I can't. I couldn't tell whether yeah. or not. Um, but because yeah. Chase said on the sidelines, I heard him. He was like, "Yeah, just looked up. He was wide open." So I 
flung it at him. Yeah. So I don't and know it if was he called nice, the deep post. He put good, the ball right on yeah, him. Yeah, good throw. Um, you know, that was uh, that, of course, was the other big issue coming into the game. Is it's something we've talked about here. We were kind of a, a triple option podcast divided about who should be leading this quarterback uh, team in the, mm-hmm. in the sense. I know uh, there was a Gage Garnett's, there was the Gage Garnett's camp. It's almost back to the twilight days where you had Gage <laughs> Garnett camps and then you got the Chase Huff camp and the two sides could not come to agreement on who should be in there. That didn't get much clarification on Friday night because they both, I thought, looked very, very strong. Uh, it's uh, quite a problem to have. So are you still... Strongly in the uh, Chase Huff camp, man. It's it's tough. You're really cutting hairs with these two guys. Really, you are. I mean, one's a senior. He's been in the offense a long time. He was the backup last year. He looked really good. The offense looked really smooth with him. But with Garney in there too, everything looked really good. And it was a scrimmage. I mean, we've seen two hours of a scrimmage. We haven't seen off-season work. We haven't seen camp. We haven't seen the two weeks of practice. Now, uh, it's. Really, really tough for us to decide, you know, per se. They both threw the ball really well. Both hit their routes really well. Um, the receivers ran good routes with that, too, off the subject of the quarterback play a little bit. True. But True. Uh, Especially with Story being on the sideline. Oh, yeah. Not seeing him that's, as a receiver. That's, that's going to be huge for sure. I, I'm still going to side Chase Huff, but I don't know the depth that the Mike linebacker spot here, which I think is the linebacker spot he likes to uh, roam around in back there on the 4-3 Tiger defense. So, I would I would side with him. I think I think he's the better option, but you know, all things considered, I think you probably have to go with the uh, go go with Garnett's. I think it was miraculous how quickly TJ and I disagreed on who should be quarterback after this <laughs> scrimmage. By the way, it pretty much took like three seconds. Um, I like the Garnett's option. I think he throws a nice ball. He ran it pretty smooth. He's pretty shifty uh, in open space, but yeah, I think the drop off. Whether or not Chase is a better quarterback, I'm not sure. But the drop off to Gage as a quarterback is a smaller drop off than it will be from Chase Huff at linebacker to whoever is number two in his spot on the depth chart. So I think it makes for a more well-rounded team to have Garnett's back there. He's also a junior. You get two years out of him. Um, and I don't know. You could see maybe see Chase Huff in some special situations coming in at quarterback. Well, we're going to keep everybody holding their breath for a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll let you t- uh, Coach Jim Ty tell you who's got the job. Exact Eye Care of Spencer is a full-service optometric office and optical. With the latest technology, doctors Joni Brewer and Jessica Curran are able to provide comprehensive eye care. Their team of opticians provides nearly 40 years of combined experience in the eyewear field. From comprehensive eye exams to full-service optical, they have you covered. Most major insurance accepted. Exact Eye Care of Spencer, 712-262-3982. Exactly what you need, exactly what you want. For over 40 years, Northwest Iowa bone, joint, and sports surgeons have been providing state-of-the-art orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Our physicians and staff are here to help you get back into the game by offering everything from sports medicine to total joint replacement, as well as hand and foot surgery. Visit us on the web at nwiabone.com. Let Lisa take care of you and have you looking your best today after a visit to the Average Joe Hair Salon for Men. Check out the Average Joe on Facebook for hours and don't miss out on $2 off Wednesdays. Call for an appointment to the Average Joe, 712-580-3356. Whether you're out with the family or catching a game with the guys, the sports page has the food, drink, and televisions to make the evening for you. And don't miss out on our daily specials. Visit the sports page in South Spencer. Grab a seat. The game's on. And we're back now. Second segment of today's SDR Triple Option podcast. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, the quarterback controversy. It's not really a controversy. We've got two great quarterbacks. It was just a matter of deciding who was going to take the lead role there. And uh, the other one was going to fall into another position, obviously, in the starting unit. Well, Coach Ty has made the decision. Oh, the choice has been made. Has uh, it? Yeah. We're going to go with Gage Garnett. Um, basically because they both did a great job in preseason. They did a great job all summer. I could kind of see it coming down to this. I was like, oh, how am I going to make my decision? And usually I'd go with a senior. Um, but the thing is, uh, with Chase Huff, we lose him on the at starting linebacker. He's been a starter there for two years because I just don't think, especially in a game, for example, like this week where Spirit Lake goes no huddle a lot, you need to get your guys – 
off the field some and to play as an option quarterback and then play starting linebacker it's, it's pretty tough whereas uh, with Gage um, he might have to go in a little bit here and there at corner but that's a lot less demanding physically uh, in most cases than you know going in inside linebacker you know and uh, Chase Huff realizes that a month from now he's going to have a shoulder that's kind of dinged up and elbow that's sore. A year ago he had a thumb um, injury, so but he played through it. But playing quarterback then it's pretty challenging. So that's kind of the route we went, and we can also use Chase on offense as a we call it a heavy back. Some people might consider it like a tight end. Um, there's different things we can do where he, he actually is going to probably play more than had he just played quarterback. So Garnett's it is, gentlemen. The coach has made the call. Victory for Nick. I feel like the South. I've been defeated. So I, I have had my battle of Gettysburg. I'm done. Wow, that is dramatic. But I will take the win. Thanks, I, everybody. I, I, I lose. I put up a good fight. That's the pitch for you, buddy. Oh, he did it. He got it in there. <laughs> my challenge to you, get it to the next segment. You know, hidden benefit of Garnett's at quarterback, there's two of them. He's an identical twin. Can you just plug them back in there? Stack them both on top of each other. That way we don't have 12 on the field, just 11. Just get a big trench coat. Starting at quarterback <laughs> for the Tigers, 10 foot 6, Garnett's. Gage Griff Garnett's. <laughs> there you go. And didn't I hear you earlier in the first segment? What did you drop? The nickname? Did you call? No, oh, not that. Oh, I said that in the first segment. Oh. No, would you, Mr. Coach Klein, where are you going? Did you call him Garney? Well, yeah, Garnett's Garney. Garney, okay. I think that's a natural. We'll see if that sticks or not. I don't know. Well, well TJ's for sure going to say it. Yeah, oh, well, wow. TJ can say it all he was. I'm just wondering if it's going to stick, if it'll become something that uh, he'll hang on to for the rest of his life. Why do they call you Garney? Well, last works. name, it kind of works. Like, I'm Murph, you're Koth. Right? Uh, sure. Nobody and you're calls, me, nobody nobody calls, calls me, me then. I'm going to call you Sean from now on. How about Hesse? I've been called Hennessy. Hennessy. Okay. <laughs> because I'm smooth. <laughs> Very nice. Once again, ladies, that's for you. The smooth, <laughs> smooth Nate Shaughnessy. <laughs> so we got the quarterback controversy settled. Tigers also with some key returners. Uh, we visited a little bit about that in last week's podcast, about some of the key guys they've got coming to the backfield, uh, key guys on both sides of the ball. Um, but we, we still haven't talked about where Story's going to go. Michael Story, one of the top athletes on the team, if not the best athlete on the team, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, what do you do with Michael Story? I, I think he's a kid you can kind of put anywhere, really. I mean, you probably don't want him playing left tackle. <laughs> I think that would be kind of a waste. Defense, it's set. Yeah, he's going to be in the defensive backfield, and I dare any quarterback to try and throw at number four. He's good, an all-state, all-state cornerback. You can't, good, can't move Good there. luck with that. I, I think he'd make a great split end, um, great slot receiver, tight end. Even if you want to try him at the A and C back a little bit, he'd be good there. If you want to try a heck of a little wildcat action, you could even try that. If you want to dive really, really, really oh, deep man. into the playbook, we could try that one. But, could you imagine if Spencer Trotter uh, had a wildcat? I like what you said on the, on the first segment, the RPO. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that well, think was a about thing. It. Well, I mean, I don't know if it is a thing or not that we're doing, but it, it kind of makes sense with the type of we literally run an option offense. Why not run a drag route along there with a triple option and give give old Garney some extra options? That, yeah, that that would be great. But you got to find a way to get him the ball where, wherever he's yeah. at. And you can find creative ways to get him the ball. If he's a C back, you can try a swing pass. Tight end, you can do a quick little spot pass. You can try nine routes down the middle. If he's a split out, you know, all sorts of different ways to get him the ball. Quick slants, drags. I will say, Hartley, they run the same offense as us, but they did throw in the occasional uh, wide receiver screen, which I hate Greg Davis, but the wide receiver screen can be effective <laughs> from time to time. And I think that's a good way to just get it out to him quick and see what he does, especially if somebody's backed off of him, afraid of his speed. How much money does does Greg Davis, how much money should he pay Vince Young for the uh, success that he, getting another job in his career? All of it. Uh, All <laughs> of it. He should get he that, he should so give him that trophy for assistant coach of the year or whatever that was. Uh, oh. The entirety of the Iowa contract. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay, so here's, here's um, Bubble screen! So I think we all agree that uh, Story needs to have the uh, ball in his hand. Uh, so does Coach Ty. Here's his plan for Michael this year. On defense, he'll play corner, and you know he was an All-State performer there last year, so that's pretty solid. And uh, on offense, he's been a wide receiver, but yeah, we would like to move him around a little bit. Maybe even get him in the backfield. Um, we'll see. And problem, he's he's had a bit of an, a back injury. Um, and uh, he's, he's going to play Friday, but we haven't gotten him a whole lot of reps. So 
uh, we'll have to see, but um, eventually, yeah, we'd like to move him around between the AC position and wide receiver, and, and so we can, so they can't just, uh, they have to always know where he's at, you know, they can't just uh, worry about him at wide receiver. You know, one of the things you guys were noting as you were talking about passes out of the backfield, you know, we talked about some of the passing. I think in the scrimmage we saw him passing probably considerably more than we've seen him in, in recent years. I mean, they, they really worked it in very well to the offense, and it seemed to open things up because they can't stack the box against us. Mm -hmm. um, love to see a little bit more of that this year as well. Well, there's a lot of – they use some creative ways to get passes off too. Like we had an out route to Christofferson, which I think he started as an A or C back and just kind of ends up out there, and Garnett's dropped it in over a defender on that ball. Uh, that was a beautiful pass. That too. was a really nice pass. He had he had multiple really nice passes. Um, I joked with Hoofin on the sideline, Coach Hoofin, uh, that Huffkin. we <laughs> that we doubled last year's pass attempts already, and uh, he said, "Wait for the season." So, so yeah, so that's uh, that's that's going to be exciting. Coach uh, Ty actually visited a little bit about that as well. He's had some success throwing the ball yeah. uh, Friday night. looked really good. Yeah. Are you going to work a little more of that into the offense this year? Or? Yeah, I think we always would like to. Um, uh, you know, Gage throws the ball very well. He's got a great uh, throwing motion, comes over the top really nicely. He's not real tall, but he makes up for that by, you know, getting having a high uh, release on his throw, and he, and he throws a beautiful pass. So, you know, we still are a triple option team, but our triple option will run a lot better if we can get those – secondary guys to stay back and so yeah we'd love to get some you know we're going to be a play action type passing team more and more than anything and if we can complete some passes that's going to make our option run all the better friday night guys tigers opening things up spirit lake coming to town showing up at dale norton for a showdown tigers back in the uh winning column against spirit lake last year i know it probably surprised a lot of people like his spirit lake was supposed to have a really really solid team of course, the Tigers did, too. Uh, they were overlooked by a lot of folks, and uh, they won the big games last year, that being one of them, and it kind of set the pace for the rest of the year. What do we see coming up this week against Spirit Lake? A very difficult Spirit Lake offense to defend, that's for sure. They'll throw anything in there. They like to go five wide, four wide. 95% of their plays are shotgun, I do believe, with either a single back or no backs in the backfield. You're going to see everything. You're going to see jet sweeps. You're going to see quick quick uh, flanker reverses, flanker passes maybe, uh, you know, quick little drag routes. They like to get their athletes in space, that's for sure. So it's going to be mm -hmm. a very difficult offense to defend, but I don't think it's an offense that does as well when they're not on that field turf up north. I, I think on grass there it's it's not as prolific of an offense so that definitely benefits us and we saw him last year held him to 13 points last year and I, I I think we can do that again for sure it really is predicated a lot off of that jet sweep as they try to get you going side to side all the time that's where having decent linebackers like Chase Huff comes really handy um, it's always complex you need a really talented quarterback to run that offense uh, to its maximum level I think back a couple years to a guy like Logan Backhouse who carried him to a state title because he was so fast out of there. Um, we don't know much about their quarterback right now. I hope he's not as fast as Logan Backhouse. I know that much. Uh, but they're dangerous. They're going to be dangerous. They're going to be tight and well-coached, and they run that 3-5 defense, which won't be fun to play against either. Beloit's got it figured out there, especially with that offense. Their quarterbacks usually, they're usually at least six-footers, and they right. love to call design plays for them, design quarterback draws, quarterback sweeps, runs. They run a, when they do running plays out of that, it's really complex, pull linemen. Sometimes I think I've seen them, they do false pulls still. They'll pull to the one side, then run back to the other, which is almost impossible to defend if you're a defensive player, too. So we'll have our hands full for sure, but Coach Ty seems to have uh, the impression that uh, there's a lot to be uh, determined Friday night, obviously, with, it, with the game itself. But uh, there's a lot of unknowns with this team as they've got some new faces in key places. So here's what Coach Ty had to say about Friday night's game. We don't know a lot about them. And we know they have a new quarterback. It's never uh, started yet. So, and, of course, we do too. So, yeah. I mean, they can say the same thing. Um, we just know that they're a very strong program. They're really well coached. They've got a strong tradition over these last uh, 10 years. And, you know, they have two state titles. And uh, so they know how to win. And uh, it's going to be a great challenge. We're f I feel great about the fact that we play them at home, especially being the first game. But um, they're not just going to, you know, show up and, and I mean, they, they, they last year I think we played really well. I mean, coming off a game we hadn't played very well against Humble. And, uh, they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to, I'm sure, take us lightly by any means. 
So there you have it, folks, the coach's perspective as we get ready for the home opener for the Tigers Friday night as the season schedule kicks off. Spirit Lake coming to town, a 7 p.m. start. Of course, the Tail Twisters have got a tailgate out there ahead of that. You'll want to stop out and grab a hot dog or a brat and all the fixings and celebrate football, folks. It is back, and we are excited. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking about the other regional games here as well as the new football contest uh, that the SDR Triple Option Podcast is a part of, along with the Daily Reporter and the Dickinson County News. Hy-V is excited to sponsor the debut season of the SDR Triple Option Podcast and a proud supporter of the Spencer High School Tiger football team. Shop Hy-V for all your tailgating needs this season. That's Hy-V on Grand Avenue in Spencer. With back to school around the corner, stop in at Brown's Shoe Fit. We have a shoe for every occasion, whether you're looking for business, a shoe to run in, work in, or just something casual. Every day we look forward to helping you find the perfect pair for any purpose or occasion. That's Brown's Shoe Fit in downtown Spencer. The flooring specialists at Mr. B's give their educated advice to help each customer find their perfect flooring. At Mr. B's Flooring, there's always an exceptional selection of flooring products, and you can be sure that your visit is friendly and personal. Free estimates, delivery, and installation services available. Call 712-580-4400. Make a tire or auto repair appointment today. Graham Tire of Spencer proudly serves Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. We feature tires that fit your needs and budget from top quality brands. We also pride ourselves on being your number one choice for any auto repair. Let us earn your business. Call Graham Tire today, 712-262-3700. Hey, we're back with segment three now of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. 97 to go. You beat me to it. Good job, guys. You're keeping track. Randy Cothran, Nate Shaughnessy, T.J. Murphy. As we uh, move along now, we're going to talk a little regional football. We talked a lot about the Tigers here in the opening couple of segments. Heard from Coach Ty. Now we want to talk about what we've got coming up this, uh, well, this coming week as things open up across the region and look at some of the games here on the docket. Of course, we've talked about the Tigers and uh, Spirit Lake, but uh, there's some plenty of other games going on here in the area. Harris Lake Park kicking off their season against North Iowa Buffalo Center. Any thoughts on that, guys? I, Lake Park's been doing a pretty solid job lately. Don't know much about Buffalo Center. I do believe Lake Park graduated a pretty, like, what was left of their dome team. Um, kind of resembles and, Storm Lake in that way, I think. Right, yeah, they lost a lot of guys. North Iowa the last few years has been pretty middling, I'd say. It's always tough to tell in week one, bit of a coin flip. Who's home? Uh, it looks like uh, North Iowa's home. Our ad, my ad manager, Dave Stanley, is going to that game to shoot it. So God bless him for that. That is a heck of a haul from the Lakes area to North Iowa. Straight on Highway 9, but that is, a, Center, yeah, that, that is a trip. That is a jaunt. Um, personally, I'm going to go Lake Park. I, I got to see him last year. I'm sure you did Nate, Nate or two as well, or at least in the last couple of years. I know you have. Um, it's been a minute, yeah. Um, I like the offense they run there. Kind of a wide-open offense. It's eight-man, so I guess that's kind of a duh, kind of a, yeah. <laughs> kind of a statement. But uh, they've, they've had some pretty good athletes coming up and. the uh, uh, in, the, in the program the last few years. So I'm going to look for them to eke out a 40 to 12 victory. Oh, Jeez. Putting points on it. It's eking out. 40 to 12 is eking out. I was hoping somebody would catch that. That's, that's, I think that's an absurd final score to put on there. I, I think North Iowa was going to win. How about that? 40 to 12? No. Come on. 35 28. Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. We're just throwing numbers around. This first week, nobody knows anything. We don't know anything. We're going to figure it out, but we don't know right now. Randy, who you got? Um, I'm, I'm going to go Homer on this one, go with Harris Lake Park, uh, just because they've, they've had some success here in recent years. I really don't know anything about North Iowa. And like I said, week number one, who knows? You know, anything it's, goes until we impossible. figure it out. Exactly. Oh, I know something about North Iowa. They're in the north part of Iowa. Very good. Get out of the room. <laughs> leave this Leave this podcast. Well, you didn't know that. Stop. <laughs> I'm no, done. I do not appreciate having my intelligence <laughs> challenged. So, okay, next game, guys. We're gonna keep her moving here. Okaboji at uh, the team we just saw on Friday, Hartley Melvin Sanborn. Okaboji, they're just kind of getting football up and going again the last few years here. I saw them last year. Wasn't a whole lot to brag about. I was really impressed with that HMS team we just saw last week. I look for HMS here at least by two, three touchdowns. Game in Hartley. 
Game as in Hartley. It won't even have to repaint the field. How awesome is that? Well, that's convenient. Yes. I will. Say, I mean, it's it, there's definitely some bias involved having just seen Hartley play, but they were they were pretty smooth and they had a lot of nice size. And, and Boji has struggled of late, so yeah, I'd have to go with HMS on that one. Oka Boji does bring back their quarterback, Luke Jenis, I believe was his name. He was pretty solid last year, um, but I just don't think that'll be enough. Wasn't a whole lot around him in the game I watched. They lost to a very very bad Siblio cheating team last year by one point. Really good game actually, but. Good, right. good in a bad way. There you go. Storm Lake at Cherokee. Tornadoes hitting the road, going to play the Braves in this uh, non-district opener. What are we, what are we thinking here? I, you know, this we've talked a little bit about Storm Lake just around the newsroom and how they lost a lot of weapons from the last couple of years when they've been such a strong program. So it'll be interesting to see if they can rebuild. Right. We don't know a ton about Storm Lake this year, but we do know uh, they have a pretty quality coaching staff and they're going to run a system that's right for their kids. Um, Cherokee, traditionally not awesome. When I worked down in Storm Lake for all of three or four months, uh, Storm Lake was in the depths of their uh, stay in the basement, and they still were Cherokee when they played them. So I, I feel like there's almost, it's almost a Spirit Lake Spencer thing with us where until Cherokee knocks them off one time, Storm Lake's just going to keep them. The Atlanta Braves are having a pretty decent season, but the Cherokee Braves will not win this game. <sighs> There we go. Way to throw in that baseball analogy uh, when you <laughs> Nate just sighs. How are they doing in the wild card? Not I Cherokee, I I'm in Atlanta. I don't care. I'm a Red Sox fan. Okay, in first by like a hundred games. <laughs> Doesn't mean nothing until October. Let's go, Yankees. Bum, 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 okay. bum, bum. That, now you really have to leave. This That's the gonna... most disgusting thing I've ever heard you say. This is going to be a tough one for our boss. Clay Central Everly at Northwood Kensett. Now, I say that because Paula Buinger is a family over there in the Northwood area. So that's uh, yours truly is. And you, of course. I'm a, I'm a senior class president. I was a prom king at that particular. You were the prom king? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> a lot of competition there, I'll bet. No. But <laughs> I think there was like 13 other potential people that could have won it. But I did. Me. That's right. Me. So, anyways, that aside, anyways, <laughs> Northwood Kensett will be winning that football game, yes. NWK by 10 million. I just, uh, it's it's on the road too, isn't it, for CCE? Yeah, that's a long they, haul. They're not 100% sure on who's going to be their quarterback yet, I don't think. They have a couple options. They're really young. They graduated a lot of guys. Uh, they lost one of their young standouts. Gage, yeah, Gage, Gage Heisel had to move out. Um, that benefit Woodbury Central, not so good for... Uh, not awesome for the red and not gold. Not awesome no. for the red and gold. No. Out at Memorial Park. So that's gonna it's gonna be another tough year, I think, for CCE. I'd love to see him pick up a couple. It's gonna be a tough year, I know. So, South O'Brien. This one's close to TJ's heart. Gretinger Terrell. Well, this is GTRA's first season going up to 11, man. So a lot of question marks here. I don't know. I saw that South O'Brien team last year play a very good Sheldon team. Very, very good Sheldon team. Played them tough. Played them tough for three quarters in Sheldon. A lot of, lot of talent, a lot of size, a lot of speed, a lot of uh, athletic playmakers on both sides of the ball. Kind of uh, pulled away in that one near the end. But I'm going to have to go South O'Brien here. They've already, uh, they've already played 11-man. They've got her figured out. Teams do not do well when they make that jump from 8-man to 11-man. It is a brutal transition. Hello, North Union. Uh, North Union, MMCRU. Just, I think they have a combined like four or five wins of being 11-man for like five combined years. Uh, it's just a brutal transition, and South O'Brien's always somewhat solid. And I can hear TJ's face on the Hall of Fame being removed from the Gretinger Terrell High School them wall. Off the wall. Exactly. I, after call, the... I call him like I see him. All right. It's difficult. Another one of our neighboring schools here, just down to the south, Sioux Central, traveling to Pocahontas. Nate, do you know much about Pocahontas? I know they were pretty rough last year. I don't know a ton about who they had this year. Sioux Central. They return their quarterback, fullback. They have a all state or a state track standout in Tegan Pritchard. That's probably going to play a lot of tailback. Blake Kavanaugh's back is a nice uh, speed option, receiver, ball carrier, kind of do it all type of guy. But they are replacing their line. Um, very good line last year. Very it good. It was a really good line. I'm sure Ben Hargens would be the first to tell you that. Uh, but I'm still going to go. I, I support uh, Coach Goodchild, also a CCE alumni, so we're going to go with the old Rebs. 
I like I like how the CCE alumni they stand together. I do like that. The Cleveland Indians are having a good season. The Pocahontas area Indians will not win this game. Okay. God, these are terrible. These are just awful. You got to be diversified. We're diversified here on the SDR Triple Option Podcast. <laughs> diversified. Man, this is. Don't tough. ask me about hockey. I got no idea. This is a t- they, tough listen right now, folks. Stay with us. Aside from the Spencer Spirit Lake game, uh, I think the other big game here in the region uh, is going to feature uh, Boynton Hole Rock Valley hosting West Sioux. A couple of perennial Showdown. playoff powers, different classes, but these are two teams that uh, get after it on the field. West Sioux is a reigning state champion in Class A. I watched them one for about a quarter and a half last year against Sioux Central, and it. Uh, I'm sure Sioux Central people don't really want me to talk about that too much longer. But they return a lot of guys. They're big. I'm going with West Sioux in that game just because they have a beautiful weight room for starters. And I remember their uh, coach tweeted out, like, the Monday after they won the state title, they had a weightlifting session. They had 95% turnout from their team. So uh, it's just one of those programs that knows how to keep the dudes going. I'm going to go with West Sioux also. Boyden Hall Rockville, I believe they made second round of the playoffs in was 1A last year. I think so. No, they're no, at least a 2A they're, school. They're Are they 2A? Yeah, yeah, at least. Okay. West um, Sioux is up to 1A from Class A this year. Okay, the second best. round of playoffs in 2A. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm still going to go West Sioux on this one. They did bring back a lot of guys from that team. Um, Chase Koopmans uh, is like a D1 tight end prospect, I'd have to say. He doesn't quite have the height, but, man, he's sturdy. He was wrecking dudes down at the Dome. I would love to go to that game. That would be a fun. That'd yeah. be a fun game to watch. I'd rather. I'd want to be at Dale Norton, but wish I could clone me and send someone. Cl- send my clone over to that other game. You're I, the only one that wishes I'm you in, could be. Cloned. I'm in favor of not cloning TJ. Only Anybody else? Not nah, fake news. The world only needs one. Time out. Everyone wants me cloned. Maybe what are like we half talking one, about? Really? Okay. Hey, um, guys, we're gonna take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking a little NFL and some fantasy. Back with more Triple Option podcast in just a moment. Don't let your honey-do list keep you from a weekend of football. Play some offense and let Nelson Jewelry game plan her perfect gift in your budget. We make jewelry buying easy and painless so you can get back to the game. Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer. Do you think car payments have gotten out of reach for you to get a new car? Have you considered leasing? Typically, lease payments are considerably less than conventional loans. Check us out. We are Dom Pearson Ford at dompearsonford.net or give us a call at 712-262-5759. Employment Connections is your locally owned and operated employment agency where one application equals many opportunities. Come visit our certified staffing professionals to see what we can do for you. Don't forget to ask about our referral and hire on bonuses. Southern Archery has been Spencer's go-to outdoor outfitter for more than 40 years. We carry the largest selection of handguns and long guns in the area and can help prepare you for the fall hunting season with new guns and bows or repairs to your existing equipment. Visit Southern Archery in South Spencer today. Back now with the final segment of this week's SER Triple Option podcast as we turn our attention to the NFL. And uh, guys, we've had a chance now, or what was it, three weeks in? I can never keep track. I don't pay, I really don't pay a lot of attention. The preseason football. Once I get really amped like that first game that happens. Not the Hall of Fame game. That first week, that Thursday, there were like 12 games that jumped off, and I watched that for like eight minutes, and then I was like, damn, You're snoozing. Real. I mean, I love football. I know you guys do too, but this, this preseason thing just drags on and on. And by week four, you're seeing guys that are just about to get cut. For so the it'd only be two weeks. Yeah, it's Most it's insanely long. This is the all-important third week of the preseason, though. So you're this if you're – don't like the preseason, but you like watching a lot of the good players. This is the week for you because a lot of the starters, they'll get to play at least a half. Maybe some t- some of them will play into the third quarter a little bit. If you're the Browns, I would probably just play the whole game and ask for another one. I don't think extra practice will do you much bad. Probably do you uh, more good than you're harm. You're hate on the Browns sure. this year, dude. The Browns got a lot of talent. Well, I got I got to see. I do like Cleveland this year. They I, also, I do. I like mean, them. they also have to get reps for Tyrod and Baker. So look. Yeah, I think that was a bad reference. So this will be a good week. If you don't like the preseason, this will be a good week to watch for sure. Okay, well. I the bet. best one available. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, you, uh, about good, but like better than the others. And then next week, it's all it's all guys that will be working at Walmart the next week, so you do <laughs> yes. not want to watch that. A bunch of furniture movers next week. Yes. So, 
So let's talk. I want to move into the fantasy a little bit. We've kind of been talking about that. We actually have our draft coming up next Monday, uh, <clears throat> which is a little earlier than I still would have liked, but that's uh, so be it. We're still going to get... lose to the lethal leprechauns, baby. So, well. Toy, 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 toy. <laughs> We're angry, little so, so He doesn't sound angry at all. That does not sound angry at all. So, uh, so the fantasy realm. We've talked a lot about the quarterbacks. We've talked about you know you can wait because it's so deep. The pool is right. deep. The money's there. And it's a passing league. Everybody throws the ball a hundred times. Right. You can damn near waiver wire a quarterback if you wanted to. That said, Tom Morris will take Aaron Rodgers first round. No questions asked. That is a given. So that's fine. Tom Morris, one of no, the I'm just saying he will. I know, yeah, fan. I think he will too, but I yeah. hope he's the number one overall pick. And Aaron <laughs> Rodgers will be gone first if that's the case. No that's doubt. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, I, I'm fine with it too. I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> so we're if we we've talked a lot about the running backs too. You know, you get the first probably five running backs are going to be premier, uh, without a doubt. But when we start talking wide receivers, Antonio Brown name comes up right away. Uh, Julio. Yeah, Julio Jones. I mean, who else are we looking for? How deep can you go uh, to get a good uh, wide receiver this year that's actually going to put some points on the board for you? I I like DeAndre Hopkins more than Julio, especially if Deshaun Watson plays the entire year. He's just to be a monster. He was a monster last year when when Deshaun Watson was in. You also look, you got ODB coming off the injury. Mike Thomas, a guy no one talks about, but all he did was catch like 94 balls last year, and he's got Drew Brees as his quarterback. Yeah, Mike Thomas has potential to be a top two receiver. Eas- easily, absolutely not in front of AB just because AB's the go, you know. <laughs> yeah, stomp and drag. Um, Keenan Allen, a guy that we finally stayed healthy last year, was a really good fantasy option and a really good player on you know in real football actually also. So you got to worry about he's torn his ACL two of the last three years. So you got to worry about that. Um, AJ Green, speaking of a guy no one ever talks about, all he does is go out and just ball out, catch about ninety balls every year. A um, lot, lot of a uh, lot of depth there too. As we look kind of down the uh, top, uh, let's see, twenty, thirty here. A lot of guys you could be that could be your first or second receiver. You'd be fine with. You do really want to lock in. A number one option, though, and your top ten guys are really there. Larry Fitzgerald's kind of on the fringe. Adam Thielen's an interesting option. He's Fitz finally got a good quarterback, though. Well, steady. he should. Sam Bradford, when he's healthy, he's really accurate thrower of the ball. Just if big if if he's healthy, and then uh, I've heard a lot of good about Josh Rosen too this preseason. Well, the nice thing about Fitzgerald is you know the dude's going to be on the field every week. He's just an Iron Man out there. It's incredible. When when if there's a bomb that hits. The world, and we're all taken out. Only Twinkies and Larry Fitzgerald will survive. Um, it's a, it, it, and Frank, and Gore, Frank Gore. And Frank Gore. I forgot about him. I, I do feel obligated to uh, talk about my boy Mike Evans, though. Yeah, yeah. Got Although, I do think if you're looking at that Tampa Bay receiving core, I think Chris Godwin's the number two receiver you want over Deshaun Jackson. There's a wide receiver, too. Is it Goodwin that's in uh, San Francisco? Marquise Goodwin? I don't know. There was one of the names that I heard. Yeah. Of, I just kind of overheard a, a conversation. former USA track and field uh like world qualifier. Well, they were just talking like about he could be a big sleeper this year with Garoppolo back there. If Garoppolo shows anything like he did at the end of last season, which of course he's not going to surprise anybody this year. Although I don't know how he surprised anybody last year either. Uh, you know, this is the Niners. You go in snoozing. Yeah, but uh, they said that could be a great combination, a good point combination this year too. Uh, he could be a great target for us. And this so, is this is kind of ironic about the 49ers. I agree with you. Garoppolo's is going to be great this year. I think if he stays healthy. I think you look be at above average. I don't know about great. I I guess, I guess I'm we'll see. Great. Uh, great seems excessive. Well, okay. For comparing him to Brady and Rodgers, that's great. All right, he's going to be like a level below that. That's still really damn good. But you look at it, the above rankings average. rankings here from the mothership. His best receiver is 32nd. Pierre Garcon seems. Speaking of a guy that could be a sleeper, and you think Garoppolo, he'd have a higher receiver on here than that, well, but he really doesn't. Well, you're overlooking the old George Kittle option. Just got hurt. Did he really? Uh, well, that second preseason game, he uh, tweaked his knee. I think he's going to be okay. He's a Hawkeye. He'll be back up there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do we have? Uh, what do we know about tight ends? There's another topic. You know, you got some top-tier tight ends that can score you almost as many points as some wide receivers in some cases. Uh, you know, if Gronkowski stays healthy, he's always a threat. Um, but, but he does not. No. So that's the that's, thing. You, you're, you're taking the risk when you take Gronk because when Gronk plays, he's head and shoulders above everybody else, but he also plays half a season. So um, 
I'd rather Zach Ertz would probably be my number one guy to try to go after. I had Travis Kelsey last year, and that worked out pretty well. Uh, but Kelsey, Zach Ertz is an, an Kelsey, you just don't offense. know. You just don't know about his quarterback, Pat Mahomes. We right. he's played one game at Denver, Week 17, a game that neither team really cared much about. So a lot of Travis Kelsey's a beast. I mean, we all know oh, that a, Travis Kelsey's awesome, but total monster. But his quarterback last year didn't give the ball away, and Pat Mahomes will most certainly give the ball away more than Alex Smith did. I like uh, Greg Olson on here, guy that uh, is kind of forgotten. Also, Cam Newton's best target. Delaney Walker, boys liked him in Tennessee. He's kind of steady. a. You can get him late in drafts a lot of times. Mariota's uh, safety valve there, so to speak. And you go down here, I mean, Jimmy Graham's at uh, eight. I mean. That's uh that could be one could be Aaron Rodgers' uh safety valve there in the end zone. Yeah, Graham on paper seems like a great option. Um we'll see how well he clicks because he hasn't been the monster that he was with Drew Brees. Um that Seattle stay at about half a good year, really. Well, he's got a different quarterback too. Well, That'll his quarter his quarterback's a god. That helps a lot, but it you know, it's also a matter of how I, I have a feeling that Rodgers is gonna use him and abuse him. This year, as far as getting hang him out to dry, I don't like him. I'm not so, a fan of his. This is kind of funny. Two guys we've talked about here: Larry Fitzgerald and Jimmy Graham. You compare the two. Look at the quarterbacks Jimmy Graham has had: Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Look at the quarterbacks Larry Fitzgerald has had. He's had Carson Palmer, and he had Kurt Warner for a couple of years, and he had Kurt real... Warner is awesome. Huh? Knock it off. <laughs> oh no! Oh, those are the good. Those guys. are the good years. Okay. And then you look. There's a lot of Ryan Lindleys. There's a lot of Drew Stantons Drew in there. Stantons. I mean, there is a lot of trash that Larry Fitzgerald has had to put up with, and it just put up monster numbers. Just produces. Just goes out. The dude blocks too. Hey, God, he's a complete Stug. player. That's why he's in 14 years. 14th year, I should say. I will say, my man O.J. Howard's not on here. I gotta keep sticking up for my bucks, but they do split a lot of their tight end work with uh, Cameron Brait. But O.J. Howard should make a nice leap this year. Not going to bother to talk about kickers because, well, they're kickers. Um, but how about defense, guys? Where where are we? I, obviously. You're talking IDP, like individual defenders? or No, I'm talking about team defense. Skull Vikings, all I'm going to say. I waiver wire my defense every year. Do you? Yeah. I'll, I mean, I always draft draft one in the 16th round or whatever it is wait on wait on defense for sure but if you're gonna go early get my vikings that's they're the we got the best defense in the league we get sacks got to work on turnovers a little bit but we don't give up many yards don't get many points it's it's rarely is the number one defense going into the year the number one defense at the end of the year though and and like you can it's all about matchups really when it comes to a defense that's why i waiver wired every year it's just easier Smart advice from the fantasy gurus here on the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Guru. Before we go, uh, you want to talk a little bit, TJ, about the uh, football contest being sponsored by the uh, Daily Reporter, Tickets and County News. It's in the Northwest Iowa Shopper, and of course, we'll be talking about it here on the SDR Triple Option Podcast. How do you participate in that, TJ? Well, it's very easy. In the Monday edition of the Daily Reporter, or the Wednesday edition of the Shopper, or the Wednesday edition of the Dickinson County News, there's going to be a full page full of advertising around the outside side of the page in each of those ads is going to be a game and we kind of railed them off there in uh, segment three you're going to go you're going to look at the you're going to look at the page you're going to see the game and you're going to go down and you're going to fill out the contest when you fill when you fill out the entry form on the contest page when you get that filled out bring it in to the daily reporter of the dickinson county news office and there's going to be three winners each week and you're going to get a gift certificate from one of the merchants on the page so It'll be uh, something you can brag about to your friends for winning the week, and you'll be be able to put that money back into the community at these fine businesses on the page. Very good, and and you can do it. You can bring it in, or you can fax it in, or you can email it in. I mean, there's all sorts of ways. Just get it to us by Friday night, close of business, uh, to be able to participate because uh, Friday night high school games are on there, as well as eventually once college season gets going, and probably see a few of those and. And maybe some pro stuff too. So, lots to look forward to there in the contest, and it's great to kick that off again. It's always a lot of fun. We hope you guys participate in that. Hey, also want to mention, as we talked about earlier, the Tigers in action Friday night, kicking off their football season. Spirit Lake coming to town to take on the Tigers. Dale Norton Field, 7 p.m. start time. I think they're going to have a tailgate ahead of time for the Tail Twisters. 5:30 start. Hot dogs and. Uh, Brats and all sorts of good stuff to get your season going. TJ, you got something here? Yeah, we uh, did anything happen on the SDR Triple Option Podcast Twitter feed this weekend? I, I forget. I don't know. There's some there's some news from some guy. There was a know. guy. Yeah, what um, happened? There was a guy. It was like who, a the Big Willie style. <laughs> is that what it was? 
No, t- talk about it, TJ, because TJ's the one who alerted me to it. We got a great follow. Because TJ's just <laughs> drooling over their followers list. <laughs> because I'm Social on the tw- media success. Because I'm on the Twitter page and I'm making stuff happen. That's why that is. We, the SDR Triple Option podcast on Twitter at SDR Triple Option, got a follow from the Willie Rofe, H O F left tackle, New Orleans Saints, Kansas City Chiefs. Class of 2012, actually, for the uh, Hall of Fame. So we're not sure. The big debate, it's, uh, it's almost as split as it is about the quarterback situation with the Tigers. Well, I got that one right. About, you didn't about get this one right. Whether or not it was a deliberate thing or if he mishit a button or what. To, 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 but we're glad to have him with us. Regardless, uh, the most important thing is Willie Rofe is now stuck with us. So if you got any good questions for Willie Rofe, go ahead and fire him at us. We're going to send some his way. We need to know. He's our resident Hall of Famer now. Willie, we need to know. Who? So it makes me wonder, which Hall of Famer will follow us this weekend? Kevin Moy. John Runyon. Uh, will Shields. Kurt Warner. Is Kurt Runyon in Kurt the Hall Warner. of Fame yet? Yogi Berra. Yogi, Yogi Berra. That's a baseball reference from the producer there. How about that? I don't think Yogi Berra could understand Twitter. I'm pretty excited, but I'm pretty, it's, you know, that's awesome. It'd be neat if we had a little correspondence with him, uh, whether it was an accident or not, a win's a win, as they say, and we're going to take this one and write it all the way to the bank. So I'm pretty certain we're the only Northwest Iowa podcast that has a NFL Hall of Famer as a follower. So. Number 77 on the field, number one in our hearts. That's right, Aww. absolutely. Also want to mention the uh, Spencer Daily Reporter is dropping its uh, fall sports preview. That'll be in the Friday edition. You can check that out. And I want you to take a moment and thank all of our sponsors that you hear on the show. It wouldn't be possible without them. Thanks to our producer, Justin Thomas. On behalf of Nate Shaughnessy, TJ Murphy, I'm Randy Cothard. We'll see you next week with more SDR Triple Option Podcast. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is sponsored by Ruland Nursery and Tree Dock, Mr. B's Flooring, Graham Tire, Employment Connections, Exact Eye Care, Nelson Jewelry, Brown's Shoe Fit, Southern Archery and Gun, Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men, Don Pearson Ford, The Sports Page Grill and Bar, and Hy-Vee. Thank you for listening to Episode 2 of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash SDR Triple Option and Twitter at SDR Triple Option. Tune in next Thursday for episode three, and we'll see you then.